Microsoft unloaded a ton of new devices in its Surface family today. Let's break them all down for you. I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. With us to run through a slew of new products is CNET laptop and PC guru, Dan Ackerman. Welcome, Dan. Hello. So there's a lot to go through, so let's try to be quick with each one. First off, the Surface Pro 8, the flagship device. What, what's new about it? Why should we be looking at this? Yeah, the Surface Pro 8 is kind of the star of that lineup and always has been. Uh, even though Microsoft announced a bunch of stuff today, there's really three things that are really like big and new. And the Surface Pro 8 is one of them. People have been waiting for a nice update to this. It's a, it's a standalone Windows tablet that has a clip-on keyboard. And you always think of it as having that clip-on keyboard, which is pretty clever, but they sell it separately. You still have to buy it for another you know, $130 or something like that on top of the device itself. But the main thing it got is a slightly bigger, a slightly bigger screen. I think it went from 12.5 to 13 inches. Uh, you know, some newer CPUs, and they changed the stylus that it uses from the regular, very pencil-looking uh, Surface Pen to the Surface Slim Pen, which again came from that Surface Pro X, which is their Qualcomm version of it. So now everybody's using the Slim Pen. So you need a new keyboard cover that'll fit that. And of course, the new Slim Pen. So it's not just about getting you to buy a new Surface. It's getting you to buy all the new other stuff because the old stuff won't fit anymore. Right. And the, the Surface Slim Pen 2, how is it different from Slim Pen 1? Um, I, they have added a little bit of haptic feedback to it. Now, when I got to try these out, I did a little hands-on uh, the other day with most of these. And they said, oh, when you're drawing with it, you can you can feel some haptic feedback. I felt haptic feedback, which is like a little kind of jump uh, when I was selecting brushes in a drawing tool. So if it went from the marker to the pencil to the eraser, you could feel it go like click, click, click each time. I really didn't feel anything while I'm drawing, but you know, I was in an early, you know, demo session. So, so that may not be fully baked yet. Okay. And you mentioned the Surface Pro X, which is the, the Qualcomm chip version, not the Intel chip version of the Surface Pro. I know it got a minor update. What changed with the Pro X? I think all they did with the Pro X was offer you a Wi-Fi only version versus a Wi-Fi and LTE version. There might be some small chip upgrade. I know that, uh, the the another product we're going to talk about moved up to the 888 Qualcomm chip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, speaking of which, the Surface Duo 2, which is a it is a phone. It's it's not a foldable phone. It's a folding phone with two screens and a hinge. The last the original Surface Duo, which came out last year, did not fare well critically or commercially. Uh, and one of the knocks was a slower processor. But they've added some uh, new features and boosted the specs for this new one, right, Dan? Yeah, it's a nice set of upgrades. It's a product that nobody really bought, but people did like to read about and see because it was so clever looking and different. When everyone else was doing one thing, adding flexible screens, they were going the other direction and said, oh, we're just going to have two screens hinged in the middle, kind of like a Nintendo DS. A clever concept. The initial implementation was not great. This one solves at least a few of those problems. It's got a faster processor. They've added cameras to the back of it because before you just had kind of the selfie camera. And if you wanted to take a photo of something on the other side, you'd have to bend one of the screens around and do that. So now they've got an actual rear camera array, which of course brings with it a camera bump. Uh, but the nice thing, the thing I thought was the cleverest about that was 
If you hold it open, you use the rear cameras, you take a picture. One screen is your viewfinder, just like you would have on a phone. The other screen shows the photo you just took, full screen right next to it as soon as you take it. So you can take a picture, say, oh, I need to go a little bit left and do that. And you really have that comparison right there. Or you can just have your whole photo you know, library on that other screen. And that's the thing that frankly seemed the most interesting to me because the Surface Duo 1 really struggled to get even Microsoft apps to feel like they belonged on that two-screen device. Yeah, for sure. And then they did announce a couple of games that would be optimized, things like Asphalt 8. So yeah, those like game to... games. That's like that's like mobile phone right, junk food. Right. But they are at least trying to make the argument that, you know, that developers are at least thinking about this, which is a real challenge, right? This is a very unique design the unique look and interface and developers would have to spend time to specifically optimize for this device which right now there isn't a huge market for right now they're doing i mean they really have to get their own software house in order first and they're definitely starting to do that you have very windows 11 like widgets on there now even though it's running android and when i saw it they did show some gaming on it but they were more interested in showing uh you know xbox cloud gaming on it than than an android native game like those game loft games all right. Well, what about well the most one of the more interesting products is the one of the products that they ended up with ended with and that's the Surface Laptop Studio. Tell me about this because it actually looks pretty cool. But but how does it work? It, it does look pretty cool. And they had a device called the Surface Book, which is still around for now, but is apparently getting phased out and replaced with this. The Surface Book was kind of a bigger Surface Pro. You had your screen and you had the keyboard base, which had an extra battery in it, and it had a GPU in it, which is really cool if you wanted to do some gaming or creative work, video editing, photo editing, things like that. So now instead of pulling apart, it's one piece, but the screen pivots forward on a second hinge right in the middle of the screen horizontally so you can take the screen and pull it in front of the keyboard almost like a little drafting table or you can fold it all the way down now you may go oh wow that's really clever but i went back in my uh, archives while we were looking at this and i found you know other people have done this design before you think of most hybrids as having the 360 flip back screen like a yoga does or having the pull apart like a surface. So this is another one of those designs that has popped up from time to time. It has not been a, a success really for anybody, but people keep trying. Acer has had a couple of versions of this for years. They've got the Concept D systems that have pretty much exactly the same hinge. And years before that, they had something called the R7 that had a very similar hinge. And I actually found one that went way back to 2012. It was a Sony Vio Duo 11. And these were all part of like when Windows 8 really wanted everyone to make a Windows tablet and everyone tried all these wacky design ideas. That's where that hinge came from. And every couple of years, you see it come back again. So maybe this will be the time it takes. Yeah. And I guess lastly, in terms of the devices, there's the Surface Go, right? What what is uh, what's new with that? You know what? They blipped by the Surface Go so quickly. I did not even notice there was anything different about it. It's their <laughs> low cost. Uh, yep. version of it. They have the Surface Go and the Surface Go laptop, uh, which are both a couple hundred bucks less than the other ones. The problem with the Surface Go was always the, the tablet itself was inexpensive. I think it started at $550, but you still had to buy the keyboard add-on for like the same $130 as it costs for the big Surface. So at that price, you might as well, you know, spend just a little bit more and get the regular Surface because the, the Go is so underpowered relatively. All right. And, uh, Microsoft talked about sustainability and introduced a ocean plastic or a mouse made out of ocean plastic. 
Uh, what do you think about that? Always nice to have. They're not the first ones. Other companies have had ocean plastic mice for a while now. Uh, so I wouldn't go out of my way to you know go, great job, Microsoft, but it's good that they're in the game now and they have something similar. Got it. And, and just overall, how does this new service lineup look to you? And then let's talk about, we could talk about price, which we haven't really gone into. Um, yeah, I don't think they talked a lot about price, but based on previous based on previous models, the Surface Pro usually starts at a thousand bucks. But again, the 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 stylus is another hundred dollars and change. The keyboard is usually one thirty to I think one fifty or sixty if you get a fancier color or or material on it. And the uh, the uh, laptop, the sorry, the Surface Book was always much more expensive because it's got that GPU built in. Um, I don't know exactly where the uh, laptop studio is going to start, but probably pretty high because it's got an NVIDIA GeForce 3050 Ti in it. I think that's if that's not the I'm not sure if that's the only GPU option they're going to have, but that's the one they talked about. And that's frankly a pretty high end option. So I would expect that to be you know closer to two thousand dollars easy. Got it. So that, that's probably going to be more of a, a niche product. Uh, you know, in terms of upgrades over the previous iterations, like was this noteworthy or should folks take notice about this year's lineup or kind of, man, take a wait and see approach? That's the thing. It's kind of like the new iPhones. The upgrades to existing products are pretty incremental. Even the Duo, it's not radically different. It's it's improved in a lot of small ways. The screens are a little bigger. They cut down on the gap between them. They added the rear camera. That's pretty good. The Surface Pro, which is their flagship product and frankly does really well for them, and this is a pretty modest set of upgrades. And the same thing people would say about the iPhones. Oh, it's got a new processor and a couple of other tricks. If you have the most recent one, you're not going to be tempted to get a new one. But if you have one that's several generations old and you like the line, then you'll go, oh, the Surface Pro 8, now it's time to upgrade if mine is three or four years old. Just like if you had an iPhone 12, you're not going to go out and get the iPhone 13 unless you're a complete maniac. Uh, but yeah, if you have an iPhone 10, then maybe you'll get the iPhone 13. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Dan, thanks for your time. Check out all of our surface coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.